0: based on a central theme. This week's theme is movies with cliches for titles. I'm your host, Cody, and joining me today, as always, your friend, and my friend, but mostly my friend,
1: Ian. Hello, best friend. Hello, best friend. Cody, you're my best friend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How how are you?
0: I'm quite well. I'm drinking very weak coffee. Um, It's a hot beverage with... (laughs) That's the only quality it
2: has.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's hot coffee tea, as we discussed earlier.
0: Right. I feel like there's some caffeination to it, but other than that,
1: it it, no flavor. So why are you drinking it? It's my podcast ritual. (laughs) But shouldn't you have good coffee for the podcast? Like, fresh?
0: This is fresh. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I... it, it, it's whole bean coffee that i fucked up the grounds they're like too thick and i did it in a french press so it, it came out too weak right um the bullshit is this is 26 dollars a pound <laughs> <laughs> how many pounds did you get one pound
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's 26 dollars a bag is what you're saying well yeah does it come in more than one pound bags I think so. It also comes
0: in eight ounce bags. It's Kona coffee from Hawaii. Ooh. You know how I got it? That's an interesting story, Ian. I'd like to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, as you know, I buy and sell antiques for a living. Yes. Um, I'm just saying that for the audience. I know. Oh. You know. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I buy and sell antiques, and um. I had this person who was interested in this uh, 1960s um, cast iron porcelain enamel pot, okay? Mm -hmm. It was really cool. It was like fire orange red. Um, And they didn't want to pay the $60 that this pot was. But what they offered was $40 cash and then a pound of their Kona coffee from their home Like, they live in Hawaii, and they have their own coffee plantation.
2: Okay.
0: And so they offered me a pound of their coffee, which they sell for $26 a pound on their website, and also a a four-ounce jar of their Kona um, honey made from the the flowers of the Kona coffee with bees right there from Hawaii. So there's bees in it? Yeah. No. But... (laughs) I was skeptical. You know, I kind of thought that honeybees are pretty much the same everywhere. You know, like, how is Hawaiian honey any different than normal honey? Right. But it actually has a different sweetness, so I guess it has to do with the the flowers that they get the pollen from.
1: It's kind of hard to taste the sweetness, though, if you can't really taste the coffee to begin with, right? Well, I didn't
0: put the honey in the coffee. I put the honey on
1: toast. Oh. (laughs) Are you supposed to put the honey in coffee? Some people put honey in coffee. That does not sound appetizing at all. But I guess that's like British people put milk in tea, so. I like milk and tea. It has to be a really dark tea, though. Doesn't sound good.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so that's how I got. <laughs> I would never pay $26 for a pound of coffee. <laughs> I am fine with like a $13 can of Folgers and it makes enough for a lumber mill, right? <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, that's what I'm okay with. But I, I, it was one of those, like, I love bartering, and it, I knew it would make an interesting story, you know?
1: Oh, well, that's cool, man. I've never had Hawaiian coffee, I don't think.
0: It, it's pretty good. Like, when I made it right the first time, it was really, really good. Hawaiian
1: coffee would be a good name for a alcoholic beverage. Hawaiian coffee? You mean Kalua? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that from Hawaii? <laughs> I don't know. It might be. Look it up. I'm gonna look that up right now, actually. All right. We Hi,
0: are Q- solving Q- mysteries here on TCI with CT and I. By curious.
1: How do you spell Kalua? Is it K H A L U H A? I don't looks, think that's right. Looks right.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think it's from Africa. Oh, is it African? The bottle looks African. You mean because it's brown? Oh, it's from Mexico.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's brown. (laughs) The joke is
1: the same. (laughs) (laughs) Kahlua is a coffee-flavored rum-based liqueur from Mexico. The drink also contains sugar, corn syrup, and vanilla bean. Vanilla bean? Yeah. Fancy, mm. right? I love vanilla beans.
0: I like yes. I like crunching them up, and then snorting them. Hmm. And then you just taste vanilla all day in the back. Sounds... And blood. and blood. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: that's my favorite I... kind of vanilla, <laughs> or my favorite kind of blood. <laughs> I think that's probably a vampire's favorite too, because blood doesn't taste that good to begin with. <laughs> I'm sure they would like vanilla blood. I don't know. I
0: mean. If you're low on iron, blood is
1: great. doesn't necessarily taste great. You just got to go to the blood store and say, can I get blood? <laughs> One blood, please. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, I, I'm drinking Jaeger and Brisk, which is a drink I created that nobody's ever, ever tried in the history of alcohol ever before. What are you calling it? Jaeger and Brisk. <laughs> Brisk bomb, a brisk bomb, carpet no, not carpet bomb. I think carpet bomb's already been done. Yeah, uh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna call it the the IED. The IED,
0: <laughs> that's a really extreme name for not so extreme a drink. The
1: Ian extreme drink,
0: that's what it's called. <laughs> IED.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Um, Cody, Ian. What have you been watching? I have a list. (laughs) (laughs) You came prepared. I did. Instead of saying, uh, for like five minutes, I decided to write them down when I watched them. That was a good idea.
1: I would have done that if I didn't lose my pen. (laughs) (laughs) For those at home, Ian owns one pen. (laughs) And it's gone. It's disappeared. I found this giant, I found a dead giant cockroach in my house when I was, or in my apartment when I was cleaning uh, on yesterday, and and I think he took it and hit it somewhere. And then had a heart attack to keep the secret. (laughs) Yeah, he was under my dirty clothes, which is really frightening.
0: (laughs) Okay, um, well, I've actually watched quite a bit lately. Um, most recently, you know, I'm gonna go in... Reverse chronicle, uh, chronological order of when I watched these movies. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I watched Wishmaster 2 today. And I might have talked about it on the last podcast, how I saw Wishmaster 1, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen the, any of the series before. The first one was fantastic. Like, I'm serious. I'd give it an 8.5 to a 9 out of 10. Loved it. And Wishmaster 2 still stars Andrew DeVoff as the djinn and it's a little bit on the cheesy side like there's there's one scene where this this lady um I'm sorry. <laughs> i i one <laughs> i i don't know what it was like she became pregnant with like casino tokens and they start falling out her ass mm. and as that's happening like all these coins are falling out of her butt and it's making these noises like But, like, up till that point, it had not been a toilet humor movie. And we're, like, an hour <laughs> in. Like, you're way too late to start that kind of shit. <laughs> Literally, shit?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. I, I, I heart, I, heart huh? jokes are always funny, though. So. Uh,
0: this one wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I still thought it was a fun movie. Um, the kills were cool. Andrew DeVoff is a terrifying person. And, um... You know, I, I wouldn't. It doesn't even come close to Wishmaster One, but I'd still give it like a six.
1: How many uh, movies are in the Wishmaster series? Four, and after the second
0: one, so three and four do not star Andrew DeVolf. Okay. And like because he's the jinn, you know. That's like that. That's like taking Robert Englund out of Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, you just right. don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear that they are horrible. Uh I'm probably going to wind up watching it just to see how
1: bad it actually is. Why do you think that is that sequels to a very popular and famous horror movie genre just tend to get worse as it goes along? Uh I think
0: it has a lot to do with film studio or not uh, uh production companies realizing that there was like a monetary success, right?
1: Oh, so they they bastardize it?
0: Yep. You know. Okay. I realize you spent four years making this movie. It was really successful. You have a year, twice the budget, and you know, just you have to do it this way. Now that we're backing you with money, you have to do it our
1: way. Well, they could say no. They could. Um, but it's really love money too much.
0: It it's really hard to fund your own movie more than once.
1: (laughs) You know. Kevin Smith does it all the time. Kevin
0: Smith is not your average person. Kevin (laughs) Smith has a fuck ton of money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do too. If we're going by the rule that you just set out that, you know, they made all this money with the first ones. Now the studio is willing to back them. You know, the people, the people are still going to get like the writers, directors, they still got their own money from it. They could could self uh, fund it and everything like that. They probably could. Um. It's not that hard, Cody. We should just create a very famous horror series. What are we doing, just sitting around recording a podcast? Right, I,
0: we're wasting our time. <laughs> but no, I, I, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons, you know. And, and maybe one of it is. Oftentimes, it could have just been a standalone. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. have to have a sequel. Um, uh, but. Anyway, that, that's all I got to say about that one. I rewatched Grave Encounters last night, uh, by the Vicious Brothers. And you've seen that movie, right? I showed you that movie.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. I yeah. loved
0: it. Yeah, I I this is probably the fifth time I've seen it because I keep showing it to different people. Um,
1: <laughs> it's one I, of those movies. You have to show it to everybody.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't like found footage? You need to see Grave Encounters.
1: Like <laughs> It's footage done right. Right, you're
0: sick of ghost movies. Okay, here's a fucking really good ghost movie. Um, even though it's not really, it's it's ghosts, but in a way, it's not. Yeah, you know, it it's a weird line. Um, yeah. But I, I I really enjoyed it again. Um, I'm well past the point where it's scaring me just because mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times.
1: But that movie is just plain enjoyable. I agree. Yeah, it's it's a good watch. Um, and the, they got away with um, not having that great of actors by pretending that they're on a TV show and they're not natural actors. Yep. So like, you you buy in. You buy into the fact that these people aren't great actors mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Yeah,
0: it works out really well. Mm-hmm. I, I I, just like everything about that movie. I love how, like, for the first 25 minutes, you're like, I have seen this movie before. And then they fucking f- turn it around on you.
1: mm Mm-hmm preach
0: (laughs) (laughs) um now that 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 was the vicious brothers and this actually leads me to a piece of film news i've got Mm -hmm. um the vicious brothers have announced that they have another movie coming out and it is not a sequel to grave encounters 2 thank goodness because (laughs) that series is done in my mind
1: (laughs) yeah i agree
0: um they have a movie called extraterrestrial
1: that sounds awesome i'm in
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) all that's been released right now is a still frame of like a woman covered in like blood and mud and she's like in the woods and that's all that's like out there right now um and it's uh supposedly about you know group of teens out camping in the woods then fucking aliens
1: (laughs) (laughs) wait they fuck aliens
0: No, then there are fucking aliens, like...
1: Wait, there's aliens fucking that they run
0: into? I'm not verbing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they run into some aliens not experiencing intercourse with one another. They
0: might be, but I don't know enough about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But all I know is Grave Encounters was a very strong movie. Grave Encounters 2 was okay for a sequel, like... I, I was talking to the person I watched Grave Encounters with and I said, you know, Grave Encounters 2 is conceptually really fucking interesting, but uh, it, it's nowhere near as good as the first. So maybe with changing their uh, um, 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 direction, is what I'm trying to say, but sticking with horror, you know, I, I'm excited. I think they have a chance at something good.
1: That's, I mean... They've pumped out two, well, one really good, the second one pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty movies. good. Movies. And, like, that, that's, that's a rare horror movie sequel that, you know, it, it's, it works. You know, they tied it all together beautifully and mm-hmm. that, I, I feel like. So I'm looking forward to it because, man, there's not much more I love than fucking aliens. <laughs> I know how much you love fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> fucking aliens are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I said are, not "is." <laughs> I know what you said. Okay. Um, what is that? It is that all you've been watching? No. Um,
0: <laughs> three days ago, I watched *Stitches* from 2012, that horror movie about um a clown who he gets killed at um at a ten-year-old's birthday party by accident, like. He gets hit in the face with a soccer ball. he falls over onto a like an a dishwasher drawer that's open and it has a butcher's knife sticking out of it Goes so it's right like
1: to his face some final destination shit
0: it really is you're like, how's it gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> um but it it was uh Yeah, so he dies, and then six years later, the kid is having another birthday party, and he is on a lot of anxiety medication. He is fucking, like, freaking out daily, seeing clowns everywhere.
1: (laughs) I can imagine.
0: (laughs) But his friends are like, no, man, let's have a birthday party for you, because your mom's not in town, so we have the house to ourselves. (laughs) And, um, Stitches comes back to life. (laughs) And he's... and he starts hunting all the kids from the original birthday party um, at this birthday party and just uh, ignoring all the other people who are there going only after the original squad
1: It's <laughs> weird how old was the kid when uh, he had his first birthday party
0: 10 he was 10 so he's 16 when they when, when stitches comes back.
1: I don't know how many of my friends I had when I was 10. I still had when I was 16.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. Most of these people are not his friends. Um, they,
1: they just they, show up?
0: Yeah, they show up. I kind of like how they did it when they go six years later, they're at high school or whatever, and every time like one of the original crew comes back on, um, like on screen, they would show a still frame of who they were from the 10-year-old birthday party like next to them. That's cool. Yeah, I liked that because I would have never figured it out
1: <laughs> <otherwise>. <laughs> Right, you're terrible with faces. <laughs> As we will find out when we start reviewing, we are what we are. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, but they did a really good job of like having all the all the original group like going in different directions and like becoming totally different people. And Tom, the the main kid, his birthday, like he. Has basically no friends, and these people are just pretending to be his friend to, like, have a party at the house. And then, like, just everyone at the high school finds out there's a party at an empty house, and so that's where they all show up at. Um, so, really, they aren't his friends still. Uh, so, I, I thought that was neat. Um, I'm
1: glad they die, because everybody should be friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, there are some really great kills. There's even some suspense in it. Um there's some CGI that I'm not super fond of. <clears throat> Stitches is full of hilarious one-liners every time he kills someone. <laughs> There's some...
1: It's par for the course with any
0: clown. Yeah, absolutely. And he is a terrifying-looking clown. And you and
1: I both hate fucking clowns.
0: That's Thanks. right. I hate fucking a clown.
1: Uh, I, I love fucking aliens. I hate fucking clowns. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah... The, when I first came out of it, I was like, "That was like a six and a half." But I've I've thought about it. I listened to uh, Land of the Creeps, another podcast, another horror movie podcast. Which, if you are a horror movie fan and you don't listen to that, you should go listen to it. Um, they covered it, and I think I'm I'm more up to a seven on it now. A seven, yeah. Like it's definitely worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. And, uh. That leads me to the Toxic Avenger. I rewatched that recently. I don't think we need to go over that one. Everybody knows the Toxic Avenger.
1: <laughs> I love
0: Ian hates it.
1: <laughs> I don't hate it. I just I don't know. I actually haven't seen it in a long time. I think the last time I saw it was before I really understood what. Exploitation B movies, yeah. grindhouse movies were, you know. So right. if I if I were to revisit it now, I'd probably be like, "This is fucking awesome." But yeah, until then, you
0: know, yeah, I watched it... it recently, like in the middle of the day, like while I was like doing my job, <laughs> and, I, and I was laughing so hard. Oh god, it's so
1: funny. <laughs> it must be nice to watch movies at work. It is. I agree. It is. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jobs.
0: (laughs) And uh, the last movie I watched, which I know you have an interest in, is Grand Piano with Elijah Wood and John Cusack.
1: Let's hear about this one.
0: I... was not impressed.
1: Ah, no!
0: I thought Elijah Wood and John Cusack gave very good performances. Fuck. I mean, obviously. Right. But, like it was supposed to be a very tense movie, but they somehow made it where I did not give a shit about anybody in that movie. So there's no tension. They're like, I'm going to shoot her in the head. And I'm like, all right, go for it. I don't, <laughs> please,
1: please. She's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like I don't feel for anyone in this movie. Um, There was like this big mystery thing involved. And it was like, it felt like it was just thrown in. It's like, well, we can't just have it. Like a guy's, threatening to shoot Elijah Wood if he fucks up while playing a piano. That's silly. Let's make an untold fortune a part of it. (laughs) And
1: it just really felt thrown in and unneeded. Um, That's actually very upsetting to me to hear you say that, that it wasn't that good. Because you think about it, the premise sounds interesting. You've got Elijah Wood, who is... Quickly becoming one of the best horror movie actors out there. Oh yeah, and John Cusack, who is a seasoned veteran in all genres. Yeah, and also I'm just going to throw this in there. Not many people know this. He's a sixth degree black belt in uh, Thai kickboxing, which is fucking. That's amazing. Yeah, and you know he's more well read than anybody I've ever met. Right. He used <laughs> to be friends with Hunter S. Thompson.
0: Yep. Um, I I love John Cusack. I am. Falling more and more in love with Elijah Wood every time I see him do us do anything. Yep, me too. And um But you know, I still think it's worth a rental. I do, but maybe I just went in with too high hopes for it. You know, I, I maybe I was in the wrong mood for it. Maybe I was like, I have to watch grand piano, so I'm going to, you know. I don't know. I wanted to like it
1: so bad. That maybe it just couldn't live up to my expectations. Maybe. Maybe that's it. You, There was another movie we were talking about that had Elijah Wood in it uh, um, on that episode. What was that one?
0: Open Window with Elijah Wood and Sasha Gray.
1: Okay. Has uh, that one been released yet? Uh, I think it's Video On Demand
0: somewhere right now. I, I, I am going to be checking that one out soon. Okay. Because I really liked Sasha Gray and Would You Rather. Um And, you know, we just we just talked about how much I like Elijah Wood. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, I think we've talked about Elijah Wood for like the past six episodes.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just a statement, you know, uh, the effect that he's had on like the horror movie community as of as of late. Yeah. I mean, he was in The Good Son. The Good Son was not necessarily a horror movie as much as it was a suspenseful movie. And that was one of his first films. he he was a little baby boy. Yeah, that one. A little pre-Frodo uh, there. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I mean, you could take out some scenes and put in some scenes for The Lord of the Rings and it makes it a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which I'm pretty sure <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, because you could do that with any movie. And That's true. I mean, I've seen recut trailers of Force Gump that <laughs> turn it into a horror sense. movie. <laughs> I've seen those too. They are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I mean, it's scary, you think. like This guy, like he's a slow and He's slow, and he's a murderer, and he just goes around killing people in different countries and shit through different decades. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> but, uh, are you interested in hearing what I have been watching, Cody? I am very interested in hearing what you have been watching. What I have been watching is a lot—I'm I completely caught up with The Walking Dead now. Okay. Uh, I had finished up through th- season two, which was on Netflix. That's that's all that was on Netflix <clears throat> when I first got into it. And then I watched season three, which had recently recently been added. And then I couldn't get enough, so I went on Amazon and bought season four, which is the most recent season. Yes. Watched all those, all the behind-the-scenes shit that came with it and everything. So I'm all caught up in The Walking Dead. I was so into it that I bought Compendium One and compendium two, compendium two of the comic books, and those arrived the other day. Each book weighs about seven pounds. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, they're heavy. It's bad. Bought, when, there's two. There's three. It's building up. Oh god! <laughs> this is a problem. Oh man! Oh my god!
0: There's four. This is just. This is turning into a great podcast. <laughs>
1: Uh, I also watched um, Arrow. You know how big of a fan I am of Green Arrow. Yes, I do. So I figured I might as well start watching the show. And the show is cheesy, and it's tacky, and it's fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what you'd want, right? Yeah, aside from the moonlit workout scenes in every episode. (laughs) It's, it's an awesome show. and It comes on the CW. They're on season two, I think. And they keep doing, in every episode, they do like these flashbacks to when he was on the island. I don't know if you know the, the lore behind Green Arrow, but he was on a, on a boat with his parents. And, I mean, it's been, it's been changed with each iteration, but it all sort of, it kind of floats around the same thing. Okay. Like the same story, but each one has been changed and tweaked in different ways. But he gets stranded on an island where he's stuck there for so many years. And in the show's iteration of it, he was there and he was tortured and everything like that. And it keeps, it keeps flashing back to different things that happen on the island, which I think is very cool. It's really well done and very impressive. The fight scenes are awesome. Um, everybody in the show is beautiful. It's just, and I mean, as tacky and cheesy as it is, the actor who plays, um, who plays the Green Arrow, plays Oliver Queen, is, does, does a really good job overall. Okay. So I would, I mean, I don't know how much of a fan you are of Green Arrow, but I would recommend it. Okay. <clears throat> and that's, that's really all I've been watching. I've been watching the Cosmos too. I watched that last night and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. I finally bought season two of it and I started watching that last night. Cool. Yeah. That's it.
0: All right. So a lot of TV shows. Yes. Um, the last film news I have, it, it's just really brief. I just want, I just want, I have to say it. I'm mad. I'm always mad about something in, in horror news, like every week. <laughs> <laughs> they're remaking it.
1: No. uh,
0: Yup. The fuck. And that's all I have to say on it, because I saw the headline, they're remaking it, and I went, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I didn't look into it, I refused to look into it, so I'm going to try to make it through the
1: next couple of years, acting as if that didn't happen. (laughs) There's so many different... Stephen King movies that they could remake, like The Stand. I think The Stand would be an awesome remake for nowadays. Okay, I never saw The Stand. It's not that great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there, there's only, I think the only two good Stephen King movies that I've liked have been It and The Shining. And Graveyard Ship. I don't know if you remember, Bacotti, but I'm pretty sure I gave that movie a one.
0: <laughs>
1: Andrew Devoff is in it, who plays the djinn in Wishmaster.
0: Uh, I really liked Graveyard Shift, and I love Pet Cemetery. Uh, the original Carrie is really good. Um, Christine is okay. Um what else? What else, What are other Stephen King things? I don't
1: know. Um, what, th- wasn't
0: Wasn't The <laughs> Mist his?
1: Uh, I think it was a short story.
0: Of yeah. His. Yeah. Well, uh, Graveyard Shift was one of his short stories. Um, but The Mist was really good. You saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I did enjoy The Mist. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. That was a good movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I I know there's a whole bunch of others that I'm forgetting right now because, you know, Stephen King writes a thousand things a month. Right. And
1: uh, I guess his son is a really good writer. He goes under the pseudonym Joe Hill. Okay. And my boss has been listening to his audio books and he says they're really fucking good. He said the, the, the book Horns is just it's outstanding. Okay. And he, he also had good things to say about Stephen King, and he's not a reader, and that's why he listens to these audiobooks. We have, we drive a lot for work, so he's always listening to audiobooks, and he recently listened to uh, The Stand by Stephen King, and he said, Stephen King could write a story about six people s- sitting in a room drinking coffee, and it could be 48 hours long, and I would listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean he's he's smart enough to know that Stephen King is a good writer, right <laughs> <laughs> and i guess I guess his son joe hill is is a damn good writer too so
0: okay cool I've, I've never um I've never read any of his son's stuff
1: me either I don't read a lot. that's the second time you've said that <laughs> <laughs> I just want st- to I, I can't stress enough <laughs> how often I don't read, which is always. <laughs> Cody, we've gone gone pretty long. We might have to take the break here and review both movies in the second half.
0: You know, that would work because I don't have a whole lot to say about one of the movies. Okay. So if you wanted to take a break right now. I'm completely down. I need to stand up. (laughs) You need to stand up. (laughs) Yeah. I know what that means. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah, I don't have any more film news, you know, aside from the it thing. I'm just pissed off about that. Um. And you don't have any film news? Nope, no sir. Nope. Okay. Uh, well, then we're gonna break mold here, and we're gonna take a break now. And when we come back, we will review "We Are What We Are" and "See No Evil, Hear No Evil." Yes. yes.
2: That's, That's what we're doing.
1: is movie titles that are cliches right that's right isn't it it's close enough good (laughs) i'm not doing this again (laughs) (laughs) i'm ian i'm cody and the first movie we will be reviewing is we are what we are from 2013 (laughs) take it away
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right um we are what we are it's a movie directed by jim mickle which I'd like to point out also directed Stakeland which we covered in episode 3 of this very podcast and Great. don't go back and listen to that uh, <laughs> because it is a nightmare <laughs> uh Stakeland was really good Ian and I both loved it that's all you need to know our earlier episodes are crap <laughs> <laughs> um but the theme of that episode was both of these movies are from 2010 <laughs> oh but anyway in a more serious note we are what we are it's about this family of well they're cannibals and (laughs) there's iris and rose the daughters and then they have a dad that i never got the name of and mr parker mr parker is that all they ever go by for him okay that's all mr parker is their dad and they have a younger brother named rory And uh, their mother dies in the very beginning of the movie. And it's super heavy and it's super sad. (laughs) (laughs) And you know this movie will not pick up from there. (laughs) Uh, Emotionally, I mean. but uh, So now Iris and Rose have to take on a much more involved role in the family's traditions of eating people. And apparently these traditions go back to the 1700s. And so this movie deals with Iris and Rose dealing with that and their father grieving and, you know, struggling to maintain the family traditions and keeping everybody in check and going crazy. And the town, which is slowly figuring out that, hey, maybe all of these missing people like reports in the area has something to do with this weird family over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's
1: the movie. Right? Yes it is, Cody. How many familiar faces did you see between Stakeland and We Are What We Are? Alright, when I watched this movie, I saw none.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many did
1: I tell you about?
0: Uh there was Mr and yeah. and the nun. So right? You told me about two, and you also yeah. mentioned that you the, uh, the guy who plays the doctor in this movie uh,
1: was Michael Parks. Yes. Who is one of your favorite actors. He's one of my favorites, yes. He's amazing in everything he does, including this. He was also in uh, Red State, and the first place I ever saw him was at the beginning of From Dusk Till Dawn. It's only about a 10-minute part that he has in it. He plays a police officer in the okay. gas station. <clears throat> he's just he's incredible
0: yeah i haven't seen that movie in a really long time but i do remember that scene
1: mm-hmm. yep so he's in this uh the guy who plays mister in Stakeland plays the police chief in we are what we are and the nun from Stakeland, i who i don't recall her name i don't recall either of their names but the nun plays marge the uh the parker's neighbor right
0: um, now, she was also in The Innkeepers, right? Yes, As she the played. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Which is another movie we reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. She's been in three of them. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. One thing I have to say about this movie is it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I, I skimmed over the synopsis before I watched it. And it was already on my instant queue on Netflix, but I didn't really understand what it was about at first. And I was watching it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it surprised me because I thought it was going to be like the sad emotional story about people figuring out who they are you know, and ch- kind of coming to terms with where their life is going. And so I thought it was yeah. going to be like some indie drama kind of thing. Right. And I was I was wrong. I was so wrong about this movie, you know when I read the synopsis on Netflix, it was like,
0: um after the death of their mother or after the death of his wife, a father tries or forces his daughters to maintain their cannibalistic ways, right something mm-hmm. really loose, and I was like, this movie could go in a thousand different directions. I have no idea what to expect from this movie right yeah and uh i was I was pleased with it actually um I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of beautiful shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the soundtrack. Um every time there was a piece of music it fit the scene so well. Mm-hmm.
1: And it wasn't like overbearing. You, know, you 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 could hear it just enough. Yeah. In the background. It was that was well done. I agree that the movie was very well shot, you know, as was Stakeland. You know, right. I mean, this director, what is his name? Tom Mink- Mickle, Jim Mickle, Jim Mickle. He knows what he's doing behind the camera. Um, I this movie to me was really boring. Oh, really? Everything. Everything was like the acting was superb. The The story was good. The camera work. Amazing. Soundtrack. Very well done but the movie itself to me I don't understand what it was it was just boring just so every part was a lull to me
0: uh it was slow um but I I enjoyed it I I was invested in all of the characters um I wanted to see how they dealt with different situations and uh the emotions that they were going through I thought like I was really interested in how they were like yeah, they were like Christian, but in their own way. Mm-hmm. And one thing that kept coming up was the father saying, "You know, the, the these are our ways in regards to like the mother dying. They gave themselves what was it, three days to grieve or two days to grieve, and then they move on, and that's mm-hmm. it. And I, you know, I right away I wanted to know more about their beliefs and such. Um." And I thought that everybody in this movie was a really good actor. I even I thought, agree. I thought Rory, the little boy, was really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he, what was he, like six?
1: He had to be. Had yeah. to be
0: really young. Yep.
1: Under 10 for sure.
0: Right. And I, I thought he was really good. Um, there's a scene where he is down in the basement where they keep people before they kill them and eat them and you know he he sees a hand come out from underneath the door and that that was a jump scare and I wasn't super pleased with that just because it was like a cheap jump scare
1: i didn't even it didn't even scare me
0: no it didn't scare me either, but you know you it, it was, you you expected it uh, mm-hmm. and they even did the loud music accompanying the hand coming out from underneath the door, and that was you know it's a cheap jump scare mm-hmm but uh, you know, then he's like, there, there's a monster in the basement, and and his dad, I I was torn about how I feel about the dad, because he felt like a really great dad, but he was also like very scary, and, yeah, um. I loved every conversation with him because he had this deep, rumbling, growly voice, and he just sort of... Just, like,
1: trailed off
0: at the (laughs) end of every
1: sentence. See, that's another thing with this movie is the the dialogue was so quiet, I actually had to turn on the subtitles. Oh, really? To be able to understand what they were saying.
0: There were a lot of hushed whispers, and I did have trouble hearing them because they have this, like, it's... I will call it an unplaceable drawl. I didn't know where
1: exactly it was from, but mm-hmm. everybody had it. <laughs> and I, they said something about downstate in this movie, correct? Yep, they kept talking about going downstate on like a trip. Uh, it 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 seemed like this movie did take place on like somewhere in the eastern eastern states, but downstate is a big term in the upper peninsula, right? For the lower peninsula.
0: Um, but you know that it, it's a pretty common term in a lot of states. You know, I, I know New York does that, upstate and downstate. Yeah. Um,
1: so. I guess you're... Yeah. I knew it wasn't in the UP. Right. I was just saying it was kind of interesting. Um, but. Oh, apparently they were
0: in Delaware. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the listeners at home, we have. Someone in the room who knows more about the movie than I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they were in upstate Delaware. Yes. Um, I mean, I I don't really have much else to say about this movie. It's very dark. Um, Not just as far as plot goes, but like filmed. Like the scenes are very dark, like lighting wise. Yep. Uh, which is, I mean, it's cool, and like I said before, everything is very well done. I just could not get into it. It was just so slow, and like, it was just, just boring to me. Like I could not find myself excited at any point during this movie.
0: I, 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 I got into it. Like I really liked Iris and Rose's relationship, the two daughters. Uh, I was very confused by their relationship because I feel like there was some sexual tension between them. Mm. like there were just these moments like things they would say to each other like they're showering together and i'm like you know they're going beyond sisterly things What, what they're all right they're laying in bed and one of them is still asleep and the other one is like spooning her and she's like trailing her finger down the girls or the other sister's arm and like playing with her hair and stuff and i'm like i don't i don't know if that's what sisters
1: do like <laughs> this is a little too sensual to me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really get any sexual, uh, like vibes from that. I just figured, like, oh, they're they're just a different family, you know. They're. I mean, they're obviously close. Yeah, they're very close. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't get anything, anything sexual from them. Okay. They're both really pretty, though. They were. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have mind if that happens. <laughs>
0: Now, you know how I always keep a, a boob count in movies? Yeah, yes, Cody. <laughs> there are four boobs, and all of them are attached to dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Still awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of them w- w- was in the uh, flashback, because they kept doing flashbacks to uh, the family's like origins of cannibalism, mm-hmm. um, and they had a woman strung up, dead, and, like, pieces of flesh were missing, but her boobs were there, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I, I liked a lot of this movie. I it, it is really slow. You know, it's not a good in the middle of the day movie. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe that is when it's supposed to be watched, the middle of the day. Um, I thought the ending, and I'm not going to say anything about it, I thought the ending
1: was awesome. I loved the ending. It was pretty cool. It was pretty crazy. It kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Yep. I certainly didn't expect it. No, no, not there. there's no way you could have. <laughs> and, I mean, it's a, it's kind of, it's got horror elements. It's got mystery, uh, like cop drama elements yep. to it as well. And the only times I was actually really excited during this movie is when Michael Parks was on screen. Well, that's just because you love that guy. Yeah, but also, I felt like that was the best acting in this movie. I'm not saying the other actors were bad, but he definitely is the best actor, I would think. Okay. One thing I have to say about the dad is in the cover art, he looks like Nick Offerman. But in film, he looked more like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> like your actual father. You think he looked like my dad? <laughs> I think he, he looked a little bit like your dad. <laughs> I'll have to bring up a still frame and compare them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. I haven't seen your dad in a little while, but if your dad were to grow a full beard, I think they'd look like brothers. I Drew. didn't get that vibe, but maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what did you think, Stephanie?
0: Um, Kind of. I can kind of see it. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, now her, her voice is recorded for podcast history.
2: Hello. Podcast history. <laughs> Just saying hello to the history.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, um, th- you know there was a lot of interesting dialogue. Um, I liked how it was like a small town and like a like a backwoods town. So that what one of the most common sentences people would say were. You know, uh, oh, that's that's an interesting looking bone. My dad would know
1: what that is. He's really good with bones. <laughs> <A> <laughs> yeah, I said that. <laughs> I, th- I think I heard it twice in this movie <laughs> from different people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I was like, that's
0: that's a weird thing to say.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, it fits like the
1: the area. Everybody knows everybody in this town. Oh yeah, it's it's that kind of town. Which sort of kind of makes you feel attached to the community while you're watching it. And you're like, everybody knows everybody, so I know everybody too, right? <laughs> uh And I felt that way. Yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, and I thought it
0: got really actiony towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. It picks up. It does. But uh, I-, I think I'm about out of things to say. As am I. Okay. Then, Ian... What would you rate "We Are What We Are" from
1: 2013? Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna give this movie a six out of ten. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I was just bored watching it. And it's, it's. I mean, we've covered it already. It's well shot. The soundtrack is good. The acting is surprisingly good. Like very good. Top notch. And I mean, it'd be it'd be low on the rental scale. Nothing's going to surprise you in this movie as you watch it, except the ending. So,
0: right. Uh, I I just thought it was really I I got into learning more about the family. I I like, you know, off the grid uh, groups of people and weird rituals and stuff. And cannibalism is always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I would give this movie a seven out of ten. It, it's it's not a buy, but it's a strong rent. I, I I don't know. I liked it. It is slow, but I I got into it really really easily.
1: So good. So that's that. You gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. I give it a six. So, we're not so far off. No, not so far off. What's
0: next, Cody? The next movie, which (laughs) we will be reviewing immediately, (laughs) is See No Evil, Hear No Evil from
1: 1989. So, Ian, why don't you tell us about this movie? This movie is starring Gene Wilder as David, who is a deaf man, and Richard Pryor as a Fuck, what was his name? Wally? Yeah, Wally, who is a blind man. And together they tried to solve a murder that happened right outside the newsstand where they work together. Uh, the cops get involved. Uh, there's a lot of wacky hijinks that <laughs> go on. <laughs> and it all works out. For everybody in the end, as it does in every single 80s movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> now, Cody, well, the first thing I'm going to say about this movie is it does not hold up. What? I did. I, I'd never seen this movie from start to finish. And I love Gene Wilder and I love Richard Pryor. But this movie is just full of gaping plot holes. So? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I mean, normally a movie from 89 that I know is supposed to be like a silly comedy, you know, like a buddy comedy, I, I just buy in. But they were so, like, they were so big and so blatant. At one point, they just switch cars with no explanation at all. They're just driving a different car all of a sudden. I don't remember that part. Is is about forty five minutes into the movie, they go to the hotel in one car with uh with Wally's sister, okay, and they leave that hotel in a different car.
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so it's just strange. Yeah, they, um, there were there were a couple parts that made me laugh out loud. I will admit, you know, Gene Wilder is a great actor, as is as was Richard Pryor. Yep. Um, and both very funny, have very good uh, uh, taste for comedy, obviously. Yep. And um, there's a lot more fuck words in this movie than I thought there was going to be, <laughs> yeah. which I was completely okay with. Um, what did you think, Cody? Well, there's even a
0: conversation between Wally and David about how many fuck words Wally uses.
1: <laughs> that 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 conversation came only moments after I was thinking, man, there should be more fuck words in this movie. <laughs>
0: I was thinking at one point in the movie, I was like, this like feels like a PG-13 comedy, but Richard Pryor won't stop swearing. <laughs> 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 Which is pretty much what he did. It's like, <laughs> that was sort of his thing. <laughs> uh, okay, this was not the first time I'd seen this movie. This was probably the third time I've seen this movie. And I I really enjo- enjoyed it again. Um i thought it was super funny um a lot of uh you know gags and and a you know they ham up the deaf and blind thing there's even a cop who's like uh we're we're after a deaf and a blind man what is this a joke (laughs) (laughs) um i i don't know i i just think it's so much fun i i don't even know what to talk about it's I, I laughed a lot, and and it's quick, quickly paced. I I didn't really feel like there was too much slow down at any point.
1: That is one thing I will give it. Um, I checked the time forty five minutes into the movie because I had thought like I was like holy shit this movie's just been going for an hour and a half nonstop, and I was like holy it's only been forty five minutes like it was just constant just go 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 yeah which I did enjoy. It's very quick paced, like you said, but I, it just, it feels very, very, very dated. And
0: I, I didn't. I mean, aside from some of the hairdos, I didn't feel that way.
1: I, I did. The dude, jokes the, were all the,
0: relevant. There, there was, there was nothing like political or or to the time. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: I, I, I didn't think it felt dated at all. I felt like the writing, the writing was not outstanding. Um, like there were, I mean, there were very funny parts to this movie. I I can't remember one, like how how it went down specifically. But I mean, I literally laughed out loud and heard my neighbor's dog start barking. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. Um, the plot holes is what really got me. Um, there there were times when you know. Gene Wilder's character is deaf, and the only way he can understand people is if he's reading their lips, yet he would be responding to Richard Pryor and his sister, even though he wasn't looking at them. Um, Richard Pryor did – actually did – I was wondering before I watched the movie how Richard Pryor was going to pretend that he was blind. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he did a really good job. His eyes – I mean, I, I, w- I was asking myself, I was like, how would you act blind? And I'd be like, oh, just – and just stare I guess in yeah. one direction but he like his eyes were really wide he did a really and like that was that was an interesting touch that I didn't even think about before just make your eyes wider and just look in one direction intently don't blink at all yep. because blind people never blink you know <laughs> <laughs> but I thought no he did a great job um, Gene Wilder also did a great job I just think the writing is really weak and the The movie itself is just very dated to me. It does not hold up. I don't know. I thought
0: all the jokes were relevant and very funny. Um, There's a car chase, which is absolutely hilarious because it's Gene Wilder telling Richard Pryor how to drive because Richard Pryor is driving, but he's the blind one. (laughs) I just love that. And they're trying to like switch seats while they're being chased and shot at. And
1: it's I loved it. I actually have a question about that scene. Because um, Richard Pryor is hunched over. His head is in the footwell of the passenger seat. And Gene Wilder is leaned over, you know, reaching over him, grabbing the steering wheel. And he tells... Richard Pryor to grab the handle to move the seat back. Yep. And Richard Pryor grabs the uh, the trigger of a shotgun, and it blow somehow <laughs> blows the driver's side door off.
0: When it's sticking straight in the toward the front of the car.
1: <laughs> and when they roll over, Gene Wilder is over Richard Pryor. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how that got all mixed up, but Gene Wilder standing over Richard Pryor holding him into the car yep. when Richard Pryor was hunched over him. I know. So <laughs> they both did somersaults inside the vehicle <laughs> as the shotgun went off and he was holding him. See, it's things like that. It's little things. I understand that I'm not supposed to be reading too much into it because it is just like a wacky, uh, wacky comedy. I mean, it's about a blind dude and a deaf dude who get wrapped up in this murder case. I mean, I don't know how serious I'm supposed to take that movie, but I'm... You took it too seriously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I
0: loved the scene toward the beginning of the movie where Richard Pryor is, like, pretending not to be blind, and he's, like, walking down the street, and a blind man asks him for help across the street.
1: (laughs) I thought that was funny, too. I I thought that was really silly. It's the blind leading the blind. That's exactly what I thought too. I was like the old saying's true with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) They're really tackling
0: some issues.
1: (laughs) But then when they hopped onto the the little elevator that lifts them into the back of the eight wielder. They
0: notice that the that the lift is moving
1: Yeah. Like like, what the fuck? Why is this going up? (laughs) Like where the fuck are we right now? Or when Gene Wilder's the, the car Gene Wilder He's standing on top of the hood of a car, and the parking brake goes off, and it starts rolling backwards. Why, like he? It's like he doesn't notice it for like five seconds, and he's like, and he can see too.
0: <laughs> the ground is moving away from him,
1: right? And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> and like, why doesn't he just hop over the windshield into the driver's seat and stop it? Like he just stands there and surfs on it for a while. Well, because I don't know, dude. Yeah, so much funnier that it made me angry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought it was really funny. <laughs> just, I don't know, I just couldn't, I could not get into it. Mm. I loved the face-off
0: against the big bad at the end. Um, I I thought that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I thought that was cool that he turned out, you know, the way he did.
0: Yeah, Richard Pryor in, in the shootout with, versus him. <laughs> that was just a really funny scene. <laughs> There, there's just so much of this movie I liked um you know I, I, if there's something that didn't hold up it'd be the music <laughs> the musical cues are ultra eighties yeah you can feel it but I didn't care like i I thought the movie was funny and that's what it was supposed to be it was a funny movie
1: what was the boob count
0: the boob count um you get to see the same girls' boobs twice <laughs> but you
1: only get to see uh one of the boobs twice. There's three boobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well she's wearing that like sexy lingerie, which is weird. She's wearing a suit jacket over sexy lingerie, and that was like her daily wear. <laughs> which was that was strange. Another plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't patronize me. <laughs> That's not a plot hole. I just thought that was it. Like, this is what they did in the eighties? Hmm, I didn't know. I was born two years after this movie came out, so I don't know what it was like back then. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, boobs, boobs were good in this movie. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed I that. Got it. Yeah, that got it. That got it a point and a half, oh, a half a point have... for each, <laughs> a point and a half for each boob. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's all I really have to say about this movie, aside from giving it a rating. Okay. Well, then, you know what? Why don't you give it a rating? I'm going to give it a three and a half. A three and a half. It did not hold up. I was not entertained watching this movie, aside from the laughs. Okay. Scratch that, Cody. I'm giving it a four.
0: You're giving it a four.
1: Okay. A four. Because... There were some laughs in this movie. It did make me laugh out loud at certain points.
0: I was going to say, we just overall, talked about a whole bunch of scenes that made you laugh. <laughs> overall, this movie
1: did not entertain me.
0: Okay. Now, is that an avoid from you, then? Uh, yeah. It's got to be. It's below a five. So, you're saying it's less than average. Yes. Well, Ian, we are very far apart. Um, I'm giving this movie an eight out of ten. I love this movie. I think it's hilarious okay, <laughs> and so that's that's a super strong rental or a low buy okay if you can find or avoid so <laughs> so those are your options <laughs> <laughs> either-, either stay away from this movie or watch it yeah. It's up to you really <laughs> either walk away from it or buy it the moment you see it
1: <laughs> I th- I think by this point people will be able to relate who's. Uh, whose cinematic views they can relate to most? Right, between you and I.
0: Right, the one who's right more often, which is me, or (laughs) you. (laughs) Oh man, I really thought you were gonna like this movie a lot more. Me too. I thought this was like your stuff. Me too. I
1: know how much you love buddy comedies. Me too. No, I just, I don't know, just couldn't get into it. I don't know if I was in the wrong mood to watch it, or what, I just, it was just not me. Okay. (laughs) Burped. (laughs) on. Just a little baby burp. (laughs) What do we got left,
0: Cody? Plugs? No, um, picks. Oh, shit! Um, but before I say the picks, I'm just gonna, you know, give a quick wrap-up. That was... The second and final movie review of this episode for the theme, movies with cliches for titles. We reviewed "We Are What We Are" from two, 2013. Two thousand, two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Ian gave that movie a six out of ten, and I gave it a seven out of ten. We both agree rent it, and obviously we just finished up "See No Evil, Hear No Evil" from nineteen eighty nine. Ian gave it a four out of ten and said avoid it. I gave it an eight out of ten and said buy it. Um. But for next week, or no, uh, sorry, in two weeks, we have some movies, and Ian, what did you pick for me? Ian? you fucking kidding me? He walked away? I was peeing. You fucking walked away.
1: <laughs> I was peeing!
0: You couldn't wait four minutes?
1: It was an emergency. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I picked for you, Mr. Nobody, starring Jared Leto.
0: All right. From 2009. The year
1: I graduated high school.
0: And... From... uh, Yeah, you're right. My pick... Don't do that. My pick for you, in response to Mr. Nobody, is The Lost Boys from 1987. And the theme is Young Looking Old Guys. Ha <laughs> ha! And I have to give credit to Stephanie who came up with that theme.
1: Good job, Stephanie. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Please put your ma- your thighs away, Ian.
1: Were you gonna say massive thighs, Cody? <laughs> <No>.
0: I was <laughs> going to say monster <laughs> thighs. They're
1: they're like tree trunks. <laughs> put them and they're hot. <laughs> oh, they're hot. <laughs> white hot.
0: Okay. Very white hot. Um Of course, we're Skyping right now. So it just showed a little bit too much skin for my taste. (laughs) But that will be our theme in two weeks. Young looking old people. (laughs) And so that leads us to plugs. And you can find us at thecinemaid.net. That's where this podcast is hosted. You can find us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com backslash thecinemaid. You can find us on Twitter uh, at the Cinema Id, but I never use it. And you can also email us with anything you want to email us with.
1: Do we get any emails about that T-shirt? Nope.
0: <laughs> Surprise! There, it's
1: a free T-shirt. How can people pass that shit up? Well,
0: you know, nobody nobody picked that up. So why don't you restate your uh, your offer there?
1: Uh, whoever emails us first gets a free T-shirt of of your of their choice, right? yeah, all you gotta do is email me the size and I'll 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 make the t shirt or I'll buy a t shirt. You get a free t shirt. Yep. And he will follow through on that. So send
0: uh-huh. send an email to thecinemaid at gmail dot com for your free t shirt. It it'll take thirty seconds. <laughs> send us an email, you idiot. Come on. You idiot that we love. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that is the plugs for TCI. You want to plug the sports ID? I hear there's a lot going on over there right now.
1: Yes. Uh, tonight, actually, they are Daniel and Drew are recording another wrestling podcast. That's WWE. Um, you can check that out at the sports On Twitter at the Sports Id. Facebook is facebook.com slash the Sports Id. Email us, the Sports at gmail.com. There's no t shirt prize for that one, just for the Cinema Id.
0: The Cinema <laughs> um,
1: Also, we're going to be picking up the NHL podcast now that the playoffs have started again. So that can be found on the as well as the wrestling podcast and we're in talks once again to do the NFL podcast once the draft happens. So you all can look forward to that. If you are listeners of that one, that would, that was our most popular one throughout the last six months or so. So that's making an epic comeback.
0: All right. So that was our episode. Join us in two weeks for young looking old people. Forgot what it was for a second. (laughs) Uh, I'm Cody. I'm Ian. Saying fuck. (laughs) 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 Oh, Crawford, saying goodbye. We were, we were. That was gonna be a good goodbye. (laughs) I know. We both had the right idea. I'm Cody. I'm Ian. I'm saying goodbye. Happy as well. fire But I don't want to
2: And I don't need to I like it best when My skin is see-through
1: 15 <laughs> too loud
0: <laughs> no perfect volume <laughs> too animal <laughs> animal
1: was <laughs> <laughs> supposed to shave for the playoffs my playoff beard grow but I missed it because I thought I was going to have a hot date this weekend so I didn't want to <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: a good one <laughs> so I didn't shave because I didn't want to look like a little baby boy. (laughs) Oh, man. She still drinks. Yeah. She's just allergic to it. (laughs) That's... Do you think people who are allergic to cats can't, like, eat cats? Like, if they ate a cat, would they get really sick? I think they're allergic
0: to the dander and the fur. Oh, so they can't eat the fur. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) They can't pelt a cat and then put that pelt in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not fun. <laughs> what else do you do with cats?
2: <laughs> ah!